What's going on, Mighty Warriors? I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. What's up, Warriors? Welcome to another episode of Thriving in the Trenches. I hope you all enjoyed a uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And as we roll into the new year, just getting back to regular life after all the holidays and chaos and all that. But um, I know it's taken me a second. I still haven't taken down my Christmas tree or turned off the lights outside. So I'm a step behind, but I'm all right with that. And I've got neighbors that still have lights up too, so I'm not doing too bad. But uh, yeah, overall, it was a good time. Got to spend a lot of great time with family and really started back in November having family in town for uh, Thanksgiving and just continuing forward has been a lot of a lot of travel, well, not that much travel, but a lot of visits and a lot of local travel and just really enjoying the season and enjoying family and considering that I live in the desert, enjoying some cooler weather. Although now we're at that point where we're all starting to complain that now it's getting too cold. Guess you can't be happy all the time. <laughs> uh, but anyway, rolling right into this episode, I want to start off talking about people-pleasing. And for all you people pleasers out there, I have a harsh truth. You're a liar. Now, before anybody decides to take offense to that and run away, I'd ask you to listen in and understand exactly what's going on here. So I'll start off first by talking about the difference between serving or having kind of like a, a servant type mentality as opposed to being a people pleaser. Now, I think in some ways, my my job choice, for instance, is a great place to start. Like I am in general serving the community and the country to some degree, and I enjoy doing that. And some days I do great at my job. Some days I do not so great. But overall, the theme of how I feel and what I do, I do it because it provides something for me. It's the same as, you know, I like to provide services at my church on Sundays. And I don't do that for the sake of impressing or pleasing other people. I do it because I feel like I'm contributing something and that I'm helping out. And, you know, for those of you that do attend church, don't attend church, doesn't really matter. But just the 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 production, I guess I'll call it, that takes place, there's a lot of moving pieces and parts. And there's something inside of me that is fulfilled by being able to have some small part in what's going on and allowing people to come in and do their thing. Um, it's no different than, you know, if I agree to help somebody move just because it's a close friend and they need some help. And I'm like, Hey, I'm not doing anything. I'm in a great position to help. Like, yes, it's providing a service for them in that sense, but it's, it's also something that, I enjoy doing on occasion. Don't start calling me and asking to uh, help you move all the time. <laughs> um, but that's the, the the serving aspect. When we get into the people-pleasing aspect, you may see a lot of the same actions, the same things going on, with the key difference being is I'm doing this in order to gain your approval. I'm doing this because I need you to like me or praise me or reward me or something. Essentially, I'm doing it because I need your validation 
in order for me to feel whole and complete. And that's a very, very, very dangerous ground to uh, be standing on. So why do I say that people pleasers are liars? Ultimately, it boils down to when we get in these people pleasing friendships, relationships, whatever you want to call them with whoever, um, at, at the core of people pleasing, if I'm to be in that position, I'm 100% sacrificing what I truly feel, what I truly want, because for some reason I've decided that I need your approval and it comes up to where if I'm not satisfying you or to put that another way, if I'm voicing concerns, opinions, things that, that bother me or things that you just disapprove of, essentially I'm not pleasing you. And at that point, because you're not happy, I feel incomplete. I'm not whole. I'm not enough. Whatever. Fill in your own kind of uh, shortfall there. But at the end of the day, it all boils down to the same thing is that I'm not being truthful about who I am. I'm not living my authentic self because I'm seeking your approval to such a high degree. Now, how does that cause a problem for anybody? Well, I know in my own experience, for me, it has led to being extremely disgruntled. Um, you know, when I was more into kind of a people-pleasing mentality, constantly seeking approval for others, for one, it's exhausting. And it gets to a point where I don't even want to be around people. And because I was a people pleaser, I couldn't just tell somebody, let's say a buddy texts or calls and it's like, hey, let's go do this. I didn't have the courage or I didn't have like just the, the strength within myself, the security within myself to say, hey, you know what? I just don't feel like hanging out, which in reality is not a bad thing to say. There's nothing wrong with that. But coming from that kind of messed up people pleasing mind, it's like, oh, if I tell them I don't want to hang out. They're going to be unhappy. They're going to be hurt. They're going to think I don't like them, whatever. And in turn, they're going to disapprove of me. And in turn, I'm not enough. So ultimately, in my experience, it would come down to making something up. Oh, you know what? I'm really busy. I got to do this. I got to do that. I didn't have to do anything. I wanted to sit home and watch Netflix and be by myself for a little while. Or maybe I did have something to do, but the thing I had to do was going to take me all of about 12 minutes and then I'd be free when in reality, I just didn't want to hang out. But because I was so desperate to, to please, to get approval, I made up stuff. I, I wasn't a hundred percent honest and not that it was always a hundred percent lies. Like maybe there was some truth to it. Like, again, I had something to do, but that thing I had to do, maybe it could be put off till later Maybe it was only going to be a very short task. Maybe that person could have helped me in doing what I'm doing. And then we together could have gone off and hung out and did whatever we wanted to do. But at the end of the day, I, I wasn't being 100% honest. And that's not just like a one-time occurrence. I'm not even thinking of a specific memory. It's more a, a phase of life that I went through where that was the norm. I I couldn't tell people no. I couldn't let somebody down. God forbid I let somebody down. Then what does that say about me? And the reality is that says nothing about me. The reality of it today is that if people call me up like, Hey, you want to do this? If I don't want to do it, I say, no, I'll pass maybe next time. And that's if I want to do it next time. <laughs> um, but because of the work that I've done on myself, I've, I've found that 
security, that identity and that, that masculinity that allows me to be comfortable with who I am without the approval of others and without needing to please everybody all the time. And so anyway, I started off talking about how it causes bitterness. Well, if I'm on the, the people pleasing side of things and I'm not expressing myself and not expressing my truth and living authentically, then at some point I am going to be a little bit irritated, a little bit like rubbed the wrong way by certain actions or even it, the actions may not be the other person's actions. The actions may be mine. I'm disgruntled because you've asked me to move five times this week or you've asked me to help you paint your house or you've asked me to go do whatever. And every single time I didn't want to do it, but I didn't want to lie or didn't have a good excuse. So I went along with it and it just kind of adds a little bit of bitterness there. And I do it again. It's a little bit more bitterness. And then that bitterness compounds and starts to become resentment and eventually just almost like a, a, a disgust for certain situations or certain people. And I say that because I've been there to where being around somebody that they they had done nothing wrong except try to include me. But because I wasn't honest, I wasn't being truthful and authentic. Again, living aligned to, to what I truly wanted. Then I'm like building up this bank of bitterness towards them. All the while, they're just like, hey, and if you didn't want to go hike, I could have done it by myself or I got 30 other people I could have called, whatever. But I never gave them the opportunity to either be mad or be okay with the decision I made because I'm too busy worrying about what I can do to please them. And, you know, that thing can, can be a real bummer. And being on the receiving end of that is, is very much the same because how can I know that a person is dealing honestly with me if I know that their MO is to constantly please and in doing so they will constantly kind of shade their truth. <laughs> I heard a, a Navy recruiter say it that way one time that thought just came to mind, but uh, recruiters don't lie to you. They shade the truth. Mind you, this is like 20 years ago, um, not talking bad or discouraging anybody from the military these days, but um, sorry, flashback. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, you know, again, to use the term, they, they, they kind of shade their truth on a regular basis and they do what they assume is making me happy when in reality, what they're doing probably isn't making me happy. I won't say probably isn't, but maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Like I, I can't predict what somebody else needs every moment of every day. So there's no way I can conduct myself in a way that's going to please them all the time. And that in and of itself is a pitfall for a people pleaser because again, like when it comes to relying on people to make me feel whole and complete, people will, will fail. Not because they're bad people, not because they suck, not because anything like that, just because we're people and we do things and we have our own thoughts and our own fears and our own insecurities. And so trying to base my joy on whether or not I can keep somebody else happy is going to be a failure 100% of the time. And likewise, if somebody's doing that to me, that they're trying to be this people pleaser for me, then I'm not it gets to a point where it's like, who am I really dealing with at this point? 
Like, who is this person real? If I if I give them a gift, do they really like the gift, or are they just blowing smoke because they think that'll make me happy? When in reality, no. Knowing what kind of gift you would actually like to receive would make me much happier. <laughs> that would bring a lot more joy to my life. Or you know, if it's like, hey, let's go get a drink, and then they come out and they're just you know kind of fake in the funk, but not really there to have a good time, just there to, to, again, to do what they think makes me happy. Like all, all of those things, it just essentially what it gets down to is, is breaks down relationships. Um, and again, I talk about that in terms of like every kind of relationship, whether it's family, friends, like um, intimate relationships, whatever, like it, it's all the same. It doesn't change based on the proximity of the person. It's, it's about consistency or not being consistent. It's about honesty or not being honest. Um, and at the core of a people pleaser, that's what it is in my opinion. And so just thought I'd share that. Now, I don't want to just sit here and dump on a mentality that I used to have for years and years and years, or that anybody else might be struggling with without leaving some kind of ray of hope out there. So the flip side of that is, when we can identify first and then truly acknowledge that we are living that kind of lifestyle and recognize the areas where we are falling short at being truthful and authentic and, and really, you know, feeding ourselves. And a little segue on that, I've, I've mentioned this before, but the word selfish has a really bad rap. And... I think there is very much a darker side of being selfish where, you know, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I see it with my kids all the time. Like my oldest daughter wants everything for herself and her sister gets nothing. And she has these moments where she's just a sweet little angel and wants to share. But um, equally, she has those moments where everything is mine. My sister doesn't matter. Like if she wasn't here, I wouldn't care. And, you know, just whatever we see selfishness and we recognize it and we know what that darker side of selfishness looks like. When I talk about selfishness, just to put it in context, what I mean is being selfish essentially with my time. If I haven't slept much and somebody needs help doing something and I know they're kind of in a pinch, but at the end of the day, like, look, if I help you out, I'm not going to get sleep. And in turn, I'm going to be grumpy. I'm going to have a short attitude with my, with my kids I'm going to have a little bit lesser performance at work tomorrow because I'm not going to be focused because I haven't rested. Well, hey, you know what? I'm going to be selfish with my time and hey, I can't do it. Well, what do you got to do instead? I got to go to sleep. And even if I don't have to do anything, I just want to sit home and again, watch Netflix. Well, I'm going to sit home and rest or watch Netflix or do what I want to do. I don't have the the time, the bandwidth, the energy to help you move, you know, and we can get a little bit offended by that, that, like being on the receiving end of that, but I'd always rather be offended by a truth than uh, pleased momentarily by a lie. So the whole point is that uh, being selfish isn't always a bad thing, and I'm sure I could term that in a way that sounds more positive, but I choose to use the term of being selfish with my time. But anyway, so as I was saying, if, if we can first identify and then acknowledge that 
there are areas of our life, like as a result of people pleasing, that we're we're not being a hundred percent honest or or whatever, then we can start to address that. And I'm going to say the the most important factors of that, and the reason I just named them one and two is we have to identify something, we have to have that awareness, and then we have to acknowledge it because if if the problem is outside of me, it's not my problem. I don't have to fix it. Meaning if I'm late to work tomorrow and it's because the traffic lights were working against me and drivers were driving slow and there was an accident and an ambulance like pulled over in front of me and and whatever, go on and on and on. And all these reasons why I was late. Well, I don't need to do anything to change because none of that was my fault. It just happened that all of these things were in my way and all of these things made me late. Well, the reality is if I accept that I was late because I left my house giving myself just enough time to get there under perfect conditions and conditions weren't perfect, that's my fault. If I'm really concerned with being to work on time, I'm going to give myself a little bit of a buffer and I don't know, in this example, whatever you may think is appropriate, five minute buffer, 30 minute buffer, I, I don't care. It's like that's the timing isn't the point, but giving yourself or me giving myself a buffer in that situation. But that never happens if everything that caused me to be late was external. Everything was somebody else's fault. So we'll never fix a problem that we don't see. And truly seeing a problem means that we identify it and that we acknowledge it. So those are the first two steps to this. And it's, it's by no means an easy task. It's, it's simple for sure, but it's not easy. But once we begin to acknowledge those things, then we can begin to work on those things. Then we can begin to start in, in small steps. Um, it's kind of similar to setting boundaries. If I were to set a boundary and it's, the the consequence for violating that boundary was extreme. Like, you know what, if, if this happens again, I'm going to kill you, like whatever. I mean, I know that's extreme, but that's for the sake of this example. And then this offense happens and it's like, well, dang, I wasn't really prepared to kill this person. Like, that's just insane. That's way too much. And so now I'm not going to enforce the consequence of that boundary and I lose face with that person to some degree because now I'm just a, like a little chihuahua yapping, but I got no bite, no nothing. Um, to use an example that I've used before, let's say the offense is something like if you speak to me in a disrespectful manner, then I'm not going to have a conversation with you again until you can own that and apologize for it. Now, for some, that may still be a small stretch. So maybe, maybe just to take it really simple, if you speak to me in a disrespectful way, I'm going to hang up the phone and, or end the conversation and I'm not talking to you for 10 minutes. You know, that's that's a baby step. That's a start. And I can enforce that 100% of the time, right? So it be, gets to where like once I can enforce that 100% of the time, I've kind of built up A, like I've shown a little bit of, of backbone and security in myself that like I can deal with not talking to you for five or 10 minutes. Um but also I'm teaching myself that, hey, I can do this. This is attainable for me to set a consequence and to stand by it. Um, and I can then build from there if it, for a greater offense, a greater consequence or a repeated offense. Then obviously the consequence I set isn't enough. I can increase that. But it, it starts with taking that baby step. And it's the same way with moving from this people-pleasing uh, 
kind of lifestyles, we have to start with small things or small relationships, maybe uh, not to diminish any relationships, but, you know, start taking ground where we can, where, you know, this, this one event, like this person always wants me to go to them to, they want to go hike at 6am and on a Saturday. And I hate waking up at 6am on a Saturday, but I always tell them that I'll do it anyway. And then I'm like disgruntled the rest of the day. Okay. Well, instead of taking that people pleasing mentality and doing it at 6am, because that's what I think is going to make them happy. Like, Hey, you know what? Like I'm down to go hike, but let's push back to 630 or let's push back to seven. Like, and you really don't owe people explanations for anything, but if you choose, it can be as simple as like, I haven't slept much this week or I don't sleep much during the week. I just want to sleep in a little bit. So I'm down to go at seven. If that's too late, I'm sorry, I can't make it. And boom, like just right there, I took a little bit of like myself back. I took a little bit of ground for myself and it wasn't offensive. It wasn't shutting down anybody. It wasn't evicting people from my life. It wasn't being like the the dark side of selfish. It was expressing my truth. It was letting them know I'm down to hike. I just want a little bit more sleep. And if they agree with it, cool. If they don't agree with it, that's cool too. I put out in the beginning, like if it's, if it's before seven, I'm not going to be able to make it. And I think taking baby steps like that, realizing as a people pleaser, A, it's not my job to please everybody. And B, more importantly, it's impossible for me to please everybody all the time. Operating from that, that foundation and understanding that I'm 100% allowed to take time for myself. I'm also 100% allowed to turn down or set limitations around things that don't really feed me. Um, Let's be real about time real quick. I've mentioned this before, but I truly believe that time is the one commodity in existence that I'm aware of that uh, we never get back. I could have a million dollars in the bank today, throw it all in the stock market and have like zero dollars tomorrow and then go out the following day, win the lottery for 3.5 million. That money comes back. A house burns down. Like, yes, there are some valuable possessions that could potentially be lost forever, but I'll find another place to live. You know, a car breaks down. I'll get a new car. I run out of gas. I buy new gas. Like you guys get the point. I won't keep going. But I'm looking at the clock on this right now, and I've been talking for 22 minutes and 30 seconds, and that's 22 minutes and 30 seconds I will never, ever get back, and neither will you if you're listening. That time is gone forever. Now, for me, that's time well invested because, as I've mentioned, this is something that feeds me, and I hope that somebody out there gains from it as well. But the point of the matter is I'm, I'm using my time, which I get no more of, to do things that are feeding me, that are pleasing to me. And I'll end it off with this. I don't want to come off like some kind of dictator or whatnot. There are going to be times when we have to sacrifice. For me, in general, sacrifice applies mostly to my children. They're, they're, they're young girls and there's going to be things that I might not want to do it, but I chose to have kids and that's my responsibility. I bought that. So I will have to sacrifice for that. And 
truly, I mean, I think that's one of the very few areas of my life. That's the only area I can think of right now where I would say sacrifice is okay. But even that's to an extent. There are going to be times when my daughters want to do something and it's going to be like, no, this is what I'm doing. Because in that, I'm teaching them that it's okay for you to take time out for yourself. Um, perfect example of that is like sometimes we're driving in the car, kids want to listen to a song and it's like, Hey, you know what? The way to wherever we went, I let you hear all your music. Now I'm listening to what I want to listen to. And, and yeah, it's a, it's a very small example, but again, it's an example of where I'm, I don't have to sacrifice everything always for them. But that's the, again, that's the, the one area where I think there's a little bit more liberty to sacrifice. Whereas the rest, like relationships should be mutually beneficial. They should be reciprocal, meaning I do for you, you do for me. And that's not with the going into it with the intent that like, I'm, I'm going to wash your car because I expect that you're going to wash mine. But it's like, Hey, I'm going to wash your car just because your car is dirty and you're busy. And uh, you know what, now that I think about it, that one week when I was like run ragged at work and you were making extra food all week long and giving it to me, like there's, there's some reciprocity there. Like you do for me and I do for you. And that's what relationships should truly be about. And it, it has to be that way for things to function long-term healthily. Now we can have very unhealthy relationships that go on for <laughs> a lot of times, but, um, in a healthy relationship, you know, we, those are some of the critical elements. And again, getting back to the people pleasing, if, if we're not living authentic to ourselves and being authentic with that other person, it's going to breed some kind of conflict and it could be healthy conflict that causes growth. It could be unhealthy conflict that causes no growth and just a, a lifetime of bitterness and anger and resentment and whatever else. Uh, but ultimately that choice is up to you. So what are you going to de decide to do with this information? You know, it's life is about choice. And if you're listening to this and you are a people pleaser, like you, you can choose to sit in that and sacrifice your own joy and your own life for the hopes of pleasing somebody else. Or you can start to take your life back, start to live for you. Start to find the things that really make you drive. Find the passion and turn that people-pleasing into legit service. Like, I don't see anything wrong with having a servant's heart. I think that's a great, great thing to have. I think it's needed. I think a lot of just, there's there's so many things that are based on people having a willingness to serve. Uh, but again, it needs to be about what it's doing for you, not what you hope it's accomplishing for somebody else. That's all I got. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved, you are appreciated, and no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got. Have a great week.